0: Welcome everyone, I am Bob Wurzelbacher, the Director of the Respect Life Office for the Archdiocese of Cincinnati, and this is our video podcast series that we call Being Pro Life. Each month we'll discuss a different topic in the Respect Life arena, we'll hear a personal story from someone deeply affected by that issue, and finally, we'll share ways that you can get involved. This week we're talking about mental health and children, especially the effect of the current pandemic. And as always, we have a special guest, will you please introduce yourself?
1: My name is Anne-Marie Kawadi-Bogan. I am a licensed independent social worker. I work for Companions on a Journey as their clinical supervisor, and I also work for Butler Tech School of the Arts as their social worker and their Hope Squad advisor.
0: Okay, so Anne-Marie, what are some more common mental health challenges that affect children?
1: General common mental health issues uh, affecting children and teens are anxiety, stress, depression, behavioral issues, poor coping skills. Those are the things that I'm seeing these
0: days. So, anne now I would imagine the typical parent might see some of these things and not think anything of it. They might say, oh, this is normal childhood behavior. But what are some signs that a parent should be looking for that might have them say, oh, this might be something... Or I might need a little help for this child.
1: Oftentimes, we look to a child's behavior before we look at anything else. Usually in school, a teacher might tell us that our child's having a problem or we see that our child is having a problem. And so often we go straight to behaviors and we try to change the behavior without really finding out what the emotional underlying issue might be. So one of the things that I would say is to really talk to your child. And ask them what's going on. When your child gets home from school, say, you know, how was school today? And watch their behaviors and see what they're telling you. And if they're saying it's fine and they don't want to talk about it, that may just be a developmental, you know, developmentally where they are, you know, something teenagers often say. But a younger kid may tell you if you give them the time and you really look them in the eye and ask them how was school today? They may actually tell you. You know, If they are isolating themselves, if they don't want to go to school, if they're really struggling so hard with their homework and they're getting to the point of tears, you may want to talk to the teacher and find out how they're doing in that class um, and ask the teacher how their behavior is and how they're getting along with other kids. Oftentimes, you know, what goes on in the school is an indicator of what may be happening because they spend so much of their life
0: in school. So anne there's certainly a stigma attached to mental health issues. It can be attached to the word crazy even, even though we don't want to use that word. So we can get help from mental health professionals, but how do we get over the stigma that's attached to it?
1: Yeah, I think one of the b- even bigger stigmas is I must be a bad parent that my, my child is not doing well, or my child is struggling with anxiety and depression. And I think we really need to just say, you know what, this is about my child, and this is for my child, and I just need to push forward and see what's going on, you know, and, and it is a process. It's first identifying you as the parent, identifying that there's a problem, and then finding out what the problem is and how to address it. You know, it might be simply not having good coping skills or not knowing how to handle a situation. It may not be that they had anything major or catastrophic. You know, they, if they're struggling with ADD, you know, there are ways to get that diagnosed appropriately through testing. If they're struggling with processing issues, we can figure it out. But if you don't help them figure it out. It leads to more anxiety and more depression and possibly overwhelming other things.
0: Okay, So let's talk a little bit about the current pandemic. So how has COVID-19 affected children in a negative way with regards to increasing mental health issues?
1: Our children are feeling the world right now, just as we are. It's really overwhelming at times, and we just don't know what's going on from day to day. The the world, it's in such a sense of disarray. And there is so much stress everywhere, I think, in parents' lives and in kids' lives. Everything's changed School's been interrupted, or it's online. Parents may be working from home, or they may be working a lot more because they're frontline workers, or maybe they don't have a job at all. And so then finances are are also an issue. All of those normal routines that kids had have been disrupted. And we know how important structure is for kids their developmental milestones and the events and activities that they have had in their lives, you know, playing baseball and football and and interacting that way. They are not getting their developmental milestone events right now. And that's difficult. Maybe parents are more stressed uh, trying to help kids with schoolwork, trying to navigate their world and having their kids at home while they're doing their work. Some of the things That parents can look for are increases in poor concentration and depression, increases in anxiety or feelings of loneliness or isolation. Are children seeming much more restless or nervous? For children who are learning online, for many of them, that is such a challenge. If they have any kind of a learning disability Online work can be a real challenge for them. So we may need to give them some extra help. Our children who have social anxiety, while this may feel like a great option right now to be able to stay home, eventually they're going to have to go back into the classroom and it's going to be much harder for them. So the the two biggest areas that I see are the anxiety and the depression being at much higher levels. And if a child has lost a parent by death, the fear of losing another parent by this virus is really upsetting to them. And so talking to your child about whether or not, you know, where they would go if something were to happen to you, if you were to get ill, who would take care of them? And that's a very big issue for children who have already experienced a
0: loss. So, Anne-Marie, I can, <laughs> I can tell you that with my kids, both their parents work outside the home. And in my case, it was like if dad's home, he's available like 90% of the time. And now it's the opposite. I'm always home. But 90% of the time, if I'm home, I'm working. Uh, and then only maybe I'm available. So totally different. Is that becoming a problem that is causing anxiety and depression in kids because they just don't know when their parents are available, even though they're home more?
1: Yes, I absolutely think that that in itself is causing more stress for everyone involved. Like you're there, but you're not really present to me. And I guess kind of explaining to kids that this is much harder to do it this way. And more of my work is done online now. And so I need to be present there. But I will give you this time and give them a specific time. Let them know I will be available at seven o'clock and you can have me for the rest of the evening. Or, you know, these are the times that maybe we can eat lunch together, or finding some way to spend some time with them, maybe intermittently throughout your day, and scheduling that with them, letting them know, this is when I'm going to be available to you.
0: So how has the current pandemic affected the ability of counselors to reach those who are in need?
1: In the beginning of the pandemic, most therapy was interrupted. We we weren't doing Zoom. We weren't doing telehealth. Here we are a year later, and there are a lot of meetings now being scheduled online through telehealth, but many people maybe have lost the ability to pay for therapy because of job loss or insurance loss. There are certainly A shortage of therapists in the area right now. I think that there are a lot more people who are seeking out services that may not have the availability for whatever reason. And then, thirdly, many people just don't feel comfortable with telehealth. It can compromise like the therapeutic alliance and building that relationship and that therapeutic process. So many people just don't feel comfortable with it. And so they may shy away from going to counseling. But I would encourage you if you're struggling, any form of therapy is better than no therapy. And you do get used to teletherapy. There's a learning curve.
0: So what should parents be looking for in their kids to help keep them healthy, And if there is an issue, how do we reach out and find the help that we need?
1: We really need to be present to our children right now. As I said, you know, many times we think we're present to our children because we're in the home, but we have so much going on that, you know, we may not see them all day, even though we're spending many more hours in the home. I would say, make sure that you are really sitting down and talking to your child. Talk to them about how their day is going, what struggles they may be having right now especially if they're online social distancing is not social isolation and i think that we need to make that very clear i was very shocked to hear how the teenagers that i work with and even my own daughter they weren't using social media to kind of connect with people they they had such a hard time with the way all of this went down with the pandemic, that they weren't using their social medias. They weren't talking on, you know, there different forums that they had available, and so we really had to get them back into that process. I think they were just so overwhelmed with everything that was going on. So make sure that your child is connecting with people. Make sure that they're reaching out to their friends. You know, you can always set up a Zoom meeting, even if your children are very young. You know, I would say, hey, do you want to? You know, you want to see your friend? Why don't we just Zoom with him? The, their parent can be there with them, and you're with your child, and they get to spend some time together. You can even have them do an activity together. You know, it's kind of that side by side play that kids do when they're very young. They can do it together. You know, build something or or draw pictures or or whatever. But just having them connect with their peers is so important to their mental health. We'd also say observe your child watch for any changes in their behavior. Some of it may be just developmentally that they're changing, but some of it may be that they're just not faring well. So if you see increased frustration or increased isolation or increased sadness or worry, they may be dealing with some depression and anxiety. So I would absolutely make sure that your child is doing what you've always seen them do or working through their developmental stage in a healthy way. I would also say that, so when you are seeing riots and you're seeing protests, that may be very frightening to them. So I would strongly recommend that you shut off or really limit what they're watching on TV in terms of everything that's going on in the world. The CDC has a great parent resource kit, and it is broken down by developmental age. So you can go on there and it kind of helps you navigate the social, emotional, and mental well-being for your child and where they should be at this point and maybe what they're experiencing. And then some tools. It does give them some tools. Our kids need their coping skills. And so important that we make sure that they are coping well. So another thing is, so if you Google coping skills, you can find different coping skills for your child at their developmental age. The biggest thing that happens for people who are depressed is their coping skills don't work and then they move to suicidal thinking. So it is just so important that we make sure our kids have enough coping skills, helping them to understand what is going on and that you are keeping them safe, that you are able to keep them safe and this is how you're keeping them safe. We need to acknowledge their feelings and their struggles without judgment. You know, it's important that they feel understood, that they feel like you're listening to them and that you've heard what they said and you've heard their pain or their anxiety, their their sadness. You can share yours too with them. You know, that maybe this pandemic has you spinning as well that say to them, you know, this is, this is okay. We're all feeling this way. And I can relate to how you're feeling. I may not know exactly how you're feeling, but I can empathize with what you're going through. Answer their questions. If they have questions, answer them as honestly as you can at an appropriate developmental age for them. And lastly, I would say we have to have hope. So use your spirituality for hope. You know, pray with your family. Recognize the blessings that we do still have in the world and in your home and give them that sense of hope. We need that so desperately now for ourselves. Our children need it just as much.
0: So, Anne-Marie, that's a great summary. We all need hope. If anyone is wondering, you mentioned the CDC. That's the Center for Disease Control. Their website is cdc.gov. Uh, you mentioned there are many resources on that website. Are there other general things you wanted to talk about, you know, that anyone listening might do or need to be aware of?
1: I think that we have to make sure that our own mental health is being taken care of and we're having to do a lot more self-care. So for some of us who you know work crazy hours and uh, we really need to almost schedule in some self-care time, you know, like from two to three o'clock. I am going to do some self-care or from, you know, five o'clock, I'm going to go for a walk. I actually have an app on my phone where every hour I take a breath. So it just, you know, pings and I take my deep breath. But taking that deep breath, you know, when you're slumped over and looking at work or then running from one place to another, taking that deep breath really makes such a difference. And then, of course, our mental health affects our physical health. So we really need to make sure that we're doing some self-care. You know, if we are not in a good place mentally, then we are not able to help them. So it's that putting that oxygen mask on and breathing before you help someone else.
0: All right, Anne Marie. Perhaps my last question. So perhaps someone decides, okay, my child might need some help. Do you have some advice? other than just opening up the phone book randomly, all right? how do we find the best counselor for our child?
1: Oftentimes, um, your school counselors will have people Maybe even in the schools, there are certain school districts that actually have therapists already in the schools that they know work specifically with children. If those therapists aren't available, they may be able to refer you to someone in their agency that they know can work with your child. I would have a conversation with the teachers. And ask them what they're seeing. Maybe they see that there is a possible learning problem and you can address it from that perspective. First, what's going on? And see if they can give you some insight as well. Certainly, if there are any questions, there's information on grief and COVID on our website with Companions on a Journey. So it's www.companionsonajourney.org. I've written some articles there and there's lots of resources as well, just to help, not necessarily with grief, but just working through the pandemic with your family.
0: All right, thanks for talking with us today about the mental health of children, what to look for, and perhaps particularly related to COVID, how we can better take care of our kids and ourselves. So thanks for spending time with us today.
1: Thank you, Bob. It's been a pleasure.
0: I want to thank all our viewers and listeners for tuning in on this episode of our Being Pro Life series. Head to the website to view more resources talked about in this episode at www.catholicaoc.org. being pro life. Thank you again for joining us today, and I look forward to being with you next time.